You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hello and welcome back to the Sleepy Time Edition of the Wildcat Scoop Podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Shear, here with... Jason Shear. And... Shelby Sleepy because she, so she went to the game. I'm so tired from bearing down, guys. She said that she forgot how emotionally exhausting games were. Meanwhile, Brielle went to the girls' and man, men's game, and for the first time in uh, eight years, didn't throw up a, a fit when we said it's time to go to bed. Nope. Well, anyway, Arizona men's basketball beat the Stanford Cardinal... Finally, and hopefully for the last time for a very long time, 82 to 71. And when I say I'm exhausted, it's because like this was a very emotionally draining game. I've been to a lot of Arizona games over the years. And I can say I have never been this tired. I mean, I just the amount of energy that the crowd needed to give at that game um, to really bolster the defense in particular. And like our section was just going crazy the whole time it was awesome. Um, shout out to Randy and Jackie again for our tickets and also to Dawn, uh, for, for Aurora and Tina's tickets. So that Correct. was awesome. Before we get started. Before we get started, we do have an awesome message once again from our sponsor, Snow in Tucson. It sounds unpredictable, right? But we know the unexpected happens. It's important to be prepared and to have a plan. Like, where will your retirement money come from? Have you optimized your 401k? If you have questions about your current retirement plan or want to begin preparing for tomorrow, contact us at Longview Insurance and Investments. Visit our website at longviewinsuranceandinvestments.com to learn more. And you talked to Andre at the game, too. I did. Yeah. So uh, that was a... Uh, I don't even... like. That game, it was funny. You texted me and you were upset. Aurora was texting me. She was upset. My dad was texting me. He was upset. And I said, baby, you ain't got to worry about that. Because uh, usually, usually, it was Stanford. Things are you different. You never know. But usually, the law of averages wins out in college basketball. Stanford comes out and looks like the Golden State Warriors. <laughs> and people will be like, oh, Arizona's not defending the perimeter. And on a couple of those... Those, yes. they, they weren't. But there was also one, one that really sticks out is like Michael Jones got a screen, didn't use it, took one step to the left, and over two bigs shot the three and drained it. Yeah, like and what like, else is Arizona supposed to do? Stanford's threes weren't even like hitting the rim. The only one that hit the rim, they were like six or seven at one point. The only one that hit the rim um, was the only miss. Like it was just stupid. And eventually you're like, my God. Like, are they really going to do this on the road? And they did for the first half. Uh, the first half, they uh, 
They were stupid. They were 9 of 19 for 3, which was dumb. Which was brutal. Uh, to Arizona's credit, though, in the first half, Shelby. There was, was a little back and forth. It was forth. 6 of 13. That was uh, there was that one sequence where it was like 3, 3, 3, 3, 3. And it was like, what am I watching? This isn't. This isn't college basketball anymore. Um, so it's hard to. I don't know. Like, I, I. You have very different. My perspective is also like a lot of times with these games, you just throw your hands up and you're like, F it. But I get the vibe a lot of people weren't like that this time around in the first half. I think it was frustrating because. There were times when Balo literally just malfunctioned. Like, I mean, it was just crazy. Like, he normally doesn't do that. And, of course, we're turning the ball over for no reason. And it was just the expectation is so high, especially the way that Stanford won the last time, that any little mistake is is amplified, I think. And I did tell people around me, just, you know, off chance when you're, chat, you're chatting with people around you, like, as long as they stay within about 10, like, you know, when the half ends you know, channeling Jason Shear a little bit, I think that that's a deficit that they can come back from. Like, you know, this isn't something that we need to be 100% concerned about. We need to see how they come out the second half. Of course, Stanford came out, and the law of averages applied, and they uh, took a little bit of a nosedive. And, you know, Maxie Raynaud and Michael Jones, Shelby, were 19 of 35, right? They were 14 of 18 in the first half. Okay, (laughs) like... They were 5 of 17 in the second half. There were, there were a few things. Um, we'll discuss the overall picture and go individual like we do now. No no questions. We're not on. Shelby's done we for. We are vibing. Shelby's done for. The dogs are asleep. The kids are asleep. I still got about an hour work. We are doing this so before late, my too. my computer blows up. Because we went to Trident. All of us were starving because we didn't even eat. Uh, nobody had had lunch since 1 o'clock. So we had to get My parents had never been to Trident before. I know, that was so weird. Yeah. Um, so, the defense in the second half, we'll start with that. I, I Look, I again, like, it was good and bad at times in the first half. Some of it was throw your hands it up. It was the best of times. I thought in the second half, it was just considerably better all the way around. amazing. Like, again, Michael Jones in the first half, 16 points, 6 of 8, 4 of 6 from 3, 1 of 5 from 3, 2 for 8 from the field, 5 points. Um, we we do have to credit Arizona with something the entire game that they did, mm-hmm. which may be the most shocking thing. Going into the game, Spencer Jones was hitting fifty eight percent of his threes. Let me repeat that: fifty eight. And it wasn't like two for three or whatever. Fifty eight percent of his threes against Tommy Lloyd's Arizona. He had five points on two of nine shooting. Uh, also, and maybe I don't pay close enough attention or whatever. Um, Tommy Lloyd, Tommy Lloyd, Pella Larson was talking crazy, yeah, crazy shit. Like well, they I kept elbowing in the face, like in Spencer Jones's face. Then he would turn to Brandon Angel, and I don't know what Stanford was talking crap, and I just didn't see it, but uh, it was awesome. Then in the first half, Maxime Renaud, twenty-one points, eight of ten shooting, three threes. Uh, in the second half, eight points, three of nine shooting. He had two threes, but one of them was at the buzzer in the shot clock, so he really had five points that counted uh no one on stanford scored in double figures in the entire second half the the game when you look at the box score is super strange because stanford had a player with 29 a player with 21 angel got 10 two of those threes were at the end 
and then like no one else scored. Arizona, meanwhile, had four guys in double figures again. And that's the way to do it. And it it was just, it's a very strange box score. I mean, Stanford went 9 of 32 in the second half, and and what's funny is they were 5 of 14 from three. So they were 4 of 18. My God, I'm so good at math. Oh, my God. 4 of 18 from two. The biggest difference to me was going into this game, the preview, I mentioned that Stanford, Stanford's not good defensively. Nope. Um, there's multiple reasons, but I'm just going to put it out there. There are five white guys, basically. Boom. Right? No, <laughs> four white guys. There. This is shocking news, uh, Jason. No, I think there's four. But I, it, it, I, I'm not bringing race. It, they're just not athletic. They're right. not an athletic team. Uh, 25 minutes, maybe even 30. At one point, the light bulb switched on. And Arizona said, oh, shit, <laughs> they can't guard us. I'm thinking of that skit. You know what they're talking about? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we can't repeat it, but, like, it's – who's the actor? It's the guy that played um, in Iron Man, then he got replaced. And he was on that show on Fox. He got replaced by Don Cheadle. Oh. Um, Who is it? The dude that's on the uh, – oh, no. Um, this is how tired we are. The, but it's the, so the, worth it if you can watch that. The, the guy that was crazy. Yeah, he's crazy. Um, oh. <laughs> Why can't I think of it? It's on the tip of uh, my tongue. Oh, no. Shelby. I'm sorry. Um, Don Cheadle replaced him in the Iron Man. Terrence Man. Howard. There it is. There's the movie with Terrence Howard. You've probably seen the skit where he... Uh, <laughs> it sounds racist. It's not racist because it's in a movie. but um, <laughs> It's that horrible movie. It's a really bad movie. It's, um, there's a skit anyway. He's talking like to his team. He's a coach. And they're all black and it's, they're, they're facing an all white, like Indiana team. And he gives them like a pep talk and he's like, you're black. They're white. That's my whole (laughs) speech. That's it. And then like, it gets really graphic, like what they should do to them. Um, and then they, uh, they go and they win. They go in the skit and it like, you're seeing them and all of a sudden, and then all of a sudden the the white guys score and they're going nuts and it like zooms out and it's like 180 to two. Yep. Yeah. Well, there you go. See, that's, that's the comparison. Uh, it was so worth it to get to that moment. Wasn't it? What movie is that? <laughs> movie 43. <laughs> movie 43. It's one of the worst movies I've ever seen, but somehow they got a bunch of famous it's people. It's so obscure. And they it's got a bunch hilarious. of fam- like super famous people at the time. Um, like, who's Wolverine? Wasn't he in one of those? Hugh Jackman. Yeah, and it's like, what is Hugh Jackman doing in the... He's, to be fair, Hugh Jackman's done some really bad stuff, but, you know. It was one of the worst movies I've ever... On Rotten Tomatoes, it is 4%. <laughs> I just looked it up. I'm dead serious. On Rotten Tomatoes, it is 4%, and the audience score is 24%. But I remember it. Yeah, it has Elizabeth Banks, Kirsten Bell, Halle Berry, Gerard Butler, Terrence Hyde. It's one of the worst grotesque movies i've ever seen however anyway, that one that particular skit or moment in the movie is um, just gold and like it's one of those things where like you feel awkward laughing at it but then you look around you and everyone's laughing at it so you can laugh at it anyway back to the hopefully we're not back getting, to our regularly scheduled hopefully we're not program. um <laughs> so uh yeah and then magically arizona's like oh yeah they can't guard us and after only going to the line two times in the entire first that half insane they went to the line uh 16 times in the second half and made 14 14- 
Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oh, 16. Shout out to my boo, Umar Balo. To be fair, in the first half in particular, but throughout the game... That was the strangest ref game in that they let them play. Like, normally, they have the whistle in their mouth, so, and you touch someone barely, and they're calling a foul on you. And this one, they're literally bodying each other, and they weren't calling the foul. So, first of all, let's let's talk about that for a minute. This, on paper, is literally, if you go to Ken Palm, they rate refs. This is literally one of the best crews that I've ever been in McHale history. Like, it is three top ten refs. So, Brian pointed this out. John Higgins... People, most people know who John Higgins is. Fans, he's the coordinator of officials. He was at the game, so you have a really good crew, and you have him. I don't mind the refs today because while they let them play, it was they consistently let them play, even in the second half for the most part. Now, was there a bad call? Yeah, you're not going to get perfect. I but, wasn't mad at the calls that they made. I was mad at the calls that they didn't make. But at least, was... but I don't care because they're consistently not. Yeah, making that's that. true. I don't think there was anything that was egregious. Like I didn't go like, oh my god, there were a couple plays. Like, there was even a play where, like, Pella drew a blocking foul when it was a very clear flop. Like, a super flop. You know what play I'm talking about? Yes. And, like, they showed her the replay, and people were, like, booing, and then they showed the replay. They're like, oh. Oh, oh yeah. No, oh, yeah. Was, uh, I get it. But, yeah. I got to tell my joke now. Or not really my joke. But, like, the guys next to me were, like, like counting every time Pella was on the floor. And we were joking about it. It was like, I love Pella, but he's, like, a wrecking ball. And they said that they just call him, what did it? Um, it's like Weekend at Bernie's. Weekend at Pella's. Weekend at Pella's. Because he's been dead for two years. Someone made an awesome was, graphic. So if way. you look on my Twitter, I tweeted it. that Someone made a really great graphic about it. It was, I love Pella. Like, I, I don't know if he goes and he just sleeps in an ice chamber all week. Yeah, I said he should have an NIL with, like, crypto spots. I just, like, at some point what makes me nervous is he does that and, like, when he doesn't get up. So. I think overall, too, we're talking about strategy and all that before we get into individual players. It was very apparent tonight that the magic lineup against a guard-oriented team that is hitting threes Mm -hmm. is when you go three guard and you go small. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, you were fine with Umar. Pella was at the four instead of Keyshot. I would even try to line up with Keyshot at the five. He just, tonight wasn't his night. He was off tonight. But the Jaden Bradley, KJ Lewis, Caleb Love backcourt changed the entire game. I don't like plus-minus. Unless it helps my cause, as I've always said. But, I mean, look, when you look at the plus minus, and Jaden Bradley is plus 17, and KJ Lewis is plus 19, and the only other guy that's closest is, is 11 at Caleb, like, that's something. Like, it's not a coincidence, in my opinion, that Boswell's minus six, or Keyshawn was minus two. Like, those were the two worst players on the court today. But that Bradley Lewis lineup 
changed the entire game. I don't think there's any question. And I know that the controversy now is why not start this guy? Why not start that guy? I don't care who starts. It was who, who, finished, who finishes. Right? And like tonight, Boswell didn't finish. Jaden Bradley, KJ Lewis, those guys finished. So to me, I'm watching it and I'm like, I don't care that they didn't start. They, they, you know, you look at the minutes played. Keyshawn played five minutes in the second half. He had 18 minutes total. Bradley played 20 minutes. Boswell played 21. But you look in the second half, Shelby, and Boswell played nine. And uh, Bradley played 11. But KJ Lewis had 15, right? Right. And so to me, it's like, I don't care who starts. I think that's always overblown. And, and coaches will say the same thing. Right. Unless you're every game getting out and, like, you're just getting killed every game to start, then maybe you worry about the starting lineup. But you're not. Like, Arizona generally starts pretty well. And then at the end, when you're holding Stanford and you're doing whatever you want on offense, like, that was the lineup. That's the lineup. In the NCAA tournament, yep, that's, that's going to be the saving lineup. The Bradley, Lewis, Love, Pella, Keyshawn, throwing Umar, that's the lineup. Those six guys on the court at once to me. Um, that's the one that's, you know, and I do think it, you know, it, it, I agree with you. It's overrated. Kylan can go out and start. It's who comes off the bench and like can spark people. And like, we know that KJ does that. Kashad is capable of doing that, but definitely Jaden and KJ together are the spark plug that can get Arizona over the finish line. And that's going to happen every time. So it doesn't really matter. This year that Jaden doesn't start. He hasn't earned his stripes yet, necessarily. And I don't even care if he's going to play, play 20 minutes. Or if in a, a next week on the road he plays 25 and Boswell plays 20. I don't care. It's Tommy Lloyd took Boswell out of the situation where he came in. He turned the ball over. He, they didn't run the fast break. And Tommy said something interesting at the game. Yeah. After the, he said basically the actual the fast break efficiency numbers were not good this year. Certainly not as good as they've been in the past. And they've been working more on that. And Kylan came in and had some dog shit passes and he came out and people say oh tommy doesn't hold you accountable tommy doesn't hold these guys accountable tommy held kylan accountable on that play that i mean it was was very clear that tommy said this is not working and there were a couple plays where tommy tonight maybe more so than any other game this season had had quick hooks when a guy screwed up Mm -hmm. yeah i think it's also the the smart play and like seeing how the play develops as you're doing a fast break like why are we throwing into like Four defenders around one person. Yeah, I mean, there was it's one play, like, silly ones. it was one where, like, Boswell tried to hit a cutter, but there was no cutter. And even if you hit the cutter, it would he would have collided with Renaud. It just... There, yeah. So, I I get it. I totally agree with you. I think that that lineup, it, but you it, can it, see it, the sweet spot work. And it's weird, because we'll just talk about Jaden Bradley individually. Like, if I showed you his, his stat line, Shelby, he had five points on five shots. He's one for five. Three rebounds, two assists. That's not that good. That's not great on paper. But his defense and the way that the the offense tends to move and operates, it's just like, it's weird. He's a spark. Because he's not shooting well this season either. But it's not like you look at him and it's different. And yeah, I just, to me, that was very clearly play the passing lanes, all that. Um, And he didn't even have a steal. But, you know, it's just his defense to me, him and KJ changed the game. I concur. So let's jump in individually. And get All you, right. And get well, you to bed. Senor Love, as usual. Really weird game for me. Very odd for him. Because he was 5 of 16, and that would tell you he was 3 for 10 in the second half, 2 for 6 in the first, so pretty even. That would tell you that he didn't play well. But the reason I say it's strange, Shelby, is because he did not shoot well, and his shot selection was d- bad. <sighs> about as bad as it's been all season. 
He was. But then you look and he has eight rebounds and seven assists and two steals. And you're like... I mean, he played his guts He pretty out. much played 40 minutes. He played the almost the whole game. <laughs> so it's like, I can live with his 5 of 16 shooting because when he gets eight rebounds and seven assists. Caleb Love experience. But, like, there are a couple threes where it's like, dude, like, what are you doing? Like... Yeah. And that's one thing I really hope, Tommy, I know that that's something that they've been working on. Yeah, he said multiple times. It's, consistently with him is just take a deep breath, look around you. Get comfortable. Get, yeah, cut, like. it, you don't need to put up desperation threes. So if they can get him to tamp that down even 25% before the tournament, that would be very helpful. Because occasionally he has these flashes of brilliance where he can see the floor and he'll make the unselfish play. He can do it. It's just not in his nature. He's a lone wolf. I think he's a much better passer than people think. Because I think he, he is a he great shoots passer. so much. It's just that like there's shots where it's like, what are you, what are you doing? Yeah, so uh, moving on to... My, my boy Pella. My pesky Pella. Uh, he was fantastic. You know, the, the play, it was funny. The Started board, off slow. The board was even cracking up. The play where he drove the middle of the lane and dunked it. Like, the, Pella could do that? Nasty. <laughs> it's like, it's Dude, like, somebody leaned over to me and was like, Pella's got that dog in him. Like, it was yeah, just like crazy. That, that was a Pella that, like, there's no... And, and we've said it before. I want that Pella. Like, calm down, Shelby. We've said it before, like... Uh, when he's aggressive, like, he's really, really good. The problem is that we saw him tonight, and that for all we know, next Thursday, he's going to be, like, lackadaisical. Well, and he started off lackadaisical. Right. I even texted you and said, oh, shit, Pella's unfocused today. And I love, like... The first five minutes of the game, obviously, the first half was just... I think it was everyone being discombobulated with Stanford doing all those threes. But he was unfocused. He had a, a turnover at one point, just sloppy. And then he just literally before you know, Pella's talking shit to people, dunking on people. When he it's plays like, like street that, street ball. Arizona is significantly better. So, you know, kudos to Pella. Uh, we kind of touched on this before. This was a step back for Kylan. Kylan he had two yeah. steps forward. This was a step back. Um, there's no sugarcoating it. He was bad. He was just flat out bad. Didn't run the offense well. Didn't defend well. Didn't shoot well. I'm not gonna sit here and kill the kid. This was a major step back for him um but again like it's a broken record they need him in order to win they need him mm -hmm. at his best and tommy lloyd isn't going to give up on him but tonight was rough i, I will say obviously he did have six points which is a improvement off of that really bad game he had which was zero and he and he hit the three early i mean i'm not going like, to complain oh, about okay. that he there was production it just is not what we want to see trending up towards March. I, I think the thing that surprises me the most about Boswell is I thought he would be significantly better as a defender. If yeah. You heard, if you heard that, I just broke my ankle, I think. Uh, significantly. <laughs> there's <laughs> a there's a table there, Hemi. That really hurt. Um, the significantly better defensively. Like, I always say, like, if you're not going to, like, Jaden Bradley isn't great offensively, but defensively, he's a, he's a monster. So you're going to, you're going to trend towards playing him. Like, if Kylan Boswell was better defensively, he would have played more than 21 minutes today. He just, he wasn't. No, he wasn't it. Uh, However, someone else who was it... I, I, I want to have a little rant here. Okay. This is very similar to what we do with Pellet. And Arizona fans, and honestly, I think every fan base does it probably. But Arizona fans, because I'm on the Arizona boards, community, whatever, will pick a player and make him the whipping boy. Right or wrong. Last year... He's it, my sweet boy. Last year, it was Kirk Risa. Right or wrong? Mm -hmm. No, just right or wrong, right? Yeah, yeah. This season, in the beginning, it was Pella. And still, sometimes, it is Pella. But lately, it's been Umar. Now, Umar had, like, one play, and then the message board was like, oh, this Exploding. guy sucks. And Twitter's like, this guy's dog shit. And 
Reynard absolutely played well, and he had difficulty guarding him. Follow absolutely. Reynard is a tough matchup. Guys that step out, centers that step out and shoot, are always going to be tough matchups for Umar. They just are. Umar's going to do better against the power kind of centers, like the Eddie Lampkin types that he'll see this week. Um, even on Utah, he'll be fine, right? Then all of a sudden tonight, he says, you know what? In the second half, I'm going to completely take over this game. 10 points and 10 rebounds in the second half alone in 14 minutes. He was very clearly at one point, I mean, the lobs, the rebounding. Oh, so he, good. He was, for a large chunk of the game, the best player on the court. He really In the was. building. Uh, the free throws are an experience. But yeah, that's an experience that isn't changing. It's not. And Tommy Lloyd clearly trusts Umar. He got 29 minutes, third most in the team. And he was, and look, his defense improved too in the second half. He, I thought he did a significantly better job running out on Raynaud as opposed to in the first half where he kind of was like, oh, go for it. But then again, you got to realize like Maxime Raynaud doesn't make threes. He only makes threes against Arizona. Right. Um, he's like eight for twenty-seven. Everyone seems game, to just right? make threes against but, Arizona. You know, Umar was uh, was fantastic. Congratulations. Moving on, we killed Boswell. Keyshad was terrible as well. Yep. Uh, Keyshad, no points. No sugar coating. No blocks. No steals. I know he got hurt, but Tommy Lloyd said after the game that the injury had nothing to do with the second half minutes. It was just a lineup was working. Keyshad wasn't in it, and he said Keyshad handled it well. Um, the biggest thing to me is three rebounds in eighteen minutes isn't good enough. It's just not. Like, Arizona... Needs him. Needs Keyshaw Johnson to be better. He has not played well most of the time. I know he played well last game, but he, he has not played well the last few weeks, uh, and that is an issue. Consistency is not there. KJ Lewis, we talked about him. This dude is is awesome. I can't say enough good things about him. Superstar! Um, we Again, I, I felt he changed the game. And then lastly, Crevis, six points, five rebounds. Uh... We talked about Jaden Bradley. Oh, I'm just saying. You skipped Don't over you ever him. aggressively point at me again. I didn't aggressively. Uh, is going to be a 40-point-per-game uh, scorer when he learns how to just touch the ball and go up with it. Yeah, just literally put it in the goddamn <laughs> basket, Crevis. He, he collects himself. He likes to dribble. He'll take a couple steps. If he learns how to get the ball and go up with it. In basket. Uh, he's going to like he's gonna be awesome. But that's the concern. But... Look, like, overall, Shell, uh, the first half was exhausting. People gave up. The game thread, once again, was awesome. I didn't give up. I was you, screaming the you whole threatened, time. Uh, you said, quote, you made me come to this game. I'll divorce you if we lose. I did not say that. Aurora said, you're no longer my father. Aurora was just, like, on TikTok the whole uh, time, apparently, according to your mother. Uh, word is Erica, my girl Erica, taught Brielle the ref's name. So Brielle was yelling at the ref by name. At the girls game which is actually one of the greatest <laughs> I'm so funny. i'm such a proud father but look this is a big win it's a uh, big it win. is a very big road trip coming up i am of the mentality that a split would be I told, a victory just i said that at dinner i said i think they're gonna beat utah or they're gonna beat colorado probably lose utah utah and colorado are a combined 24-0 at home this year i know so but the good news is is arizona Full game in first place now. True grit. True grit. Shelby gritted Stern. this one out. That's my, you know, everyone who Grotted. listens to this podcast knows that is one of my, Gretuded. I guess, benchmarks for a, a, like a championship caliber team is what kind of grit do they have? We know that Gonzaga is falling apart right now. And there's rumor, there's theories as to why, like, because obviously Tommy's not there anymore. But um, 
Don't know what that has to do with anything. Well, because they just have fallen apart. Like, we've been watching them, and they don't have the grit. Shelby watched some Gonzaga. We talked to some coaches not affiliated with Arizona. Or, you know, Shelby hears all the phone calls. She's in the streets. I hear all the phone calls that are interesting. Uh, but the point was, before you interrupted me, I think you're on fire true right grit. Now. Arizona had it tonight. They were able to win. And we're all going to... Full game up. Going to uh, hopefully... I can't even talk hopefully. anymore. Yes. Hopefully, hopefully, see a win on Thursday because it's going to be a tough road trip coming up. You're a tough road trip coming up. You know. But until that time, do you want to say it? No matter where you are, who you've killed, what team you root for, who's in bed with you, or what you do, or what you do, <laughs> always bear, bear down. down. And just so people know, I know Shelby tweeted it. She did not have a white claw 10 o'clock on a Sunday night. That is embarrassing. I didn't. I had a (laughs) Moscow mule, guys. The baseball season is in full swing, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Stample, every weekday as we recap every player from every game. We'll talk waiver wire ads, drops, players to trade for, prospects who could make an impact, and everything in between. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found.